everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 486. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And how is everybody doing tonight? Meh. Go on, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I meh. Am a question, and now I am meh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm oh. tired. Well, aren't we all? No. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah, no, that. I would say it's a pretty good consensus. I think we're all tired. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to admit, I'm not really tired because um, I actually slept until 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, that's why I wasn't saying that we were all tired. See, yeah, that's because oh, okay. <laughs> some of us don't actually have to get up until whenever they want to because they don't have work. Well, for the record, getting up at 2.30 in the afternoon threw my entire day off anyway. Because... Oh, poor you. Yes, poor me. Yes, poor Ronma. Yes, 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 yes. Excuse for... me while I drink my tea. <laughs> Regular or hot? spiked? Is it hot, fresh, and ready to go? Is it actually, salt it's, tea? It's it's actually Wawa green tea. Oh, there you go. As Wawa, po- as as a... Wawa stuff is good. I like their cappuccinos. I haven't been in for a while, but I like their cappuccinos. As opposed to the, uh, the Long Island variety. I don't have all of the booze necessary Ooh. to make the Long Island variety. Mm. Um, are we having any audio issues? Let me see. Right. Oh, wait, wait, if hold on, hold on. Having audio issues. Hold on, I'm seeing. Hold on, hold on here. Yeah, I don't think I can hear us through the um browser. Uh, <laughs> we should be Thank good now. I, I, it, I, I can hear it now. I can hear it now. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate it, Seattle Beer. Yes, I don't know what I was doing today. We will find out on weekend day. Uh, see, yeah. see, the, the reason why you probably didn't hear anything in the beginning is because I between last Tuesday and this Tuesday, another Windows update. So mm-hmm. whenever I get a so Windows, all your audio settings. Yeah, again. whenever I get a brand new OS update, it resets my audio settings across the board. And I've actually opened a ticket with Creative Labs about it because it resets the audio to from 2.1 to 5.1, and I don't have 5.1 sound system anymore. And they said it's just a, an issue with with this with the driver. It's nothing that can be done. So when that happens, I have to go into OBS and reset everything. So I need to put like I used to have like a little a little, a little like checkboard here. A thing of tasks I need to do right before every uh, show. So maybe I need to bring that back. <sighs> yep. Yes, and Cedarberry says he loves the dark fantasy you have going on, Ichigo. <laughs> I would say that that dark gothic uh, fantasy. I, I, again, I can see you holding a scythe or, or just a battle axe just behind. Just, Right behind your shoulders as if it's no big thing, you know? I can see that. I 
you know, I I thought about doing some fun stuff with some of my D and D characters yeah. and access to like special effects, makeup, and stuff. Like, I would love to be like the the gnarled potato of a man that my half gnome soldier is right now, Jean Dijon. <laughs> He's just a fabulous little mother fluffer. Um, military espionage and like he's just a badass like i would just love to be able to do a lot more of that kind of stuff but for now we settle for the uh gothic fantasticalness that is today i even have years on see and this is why you would make an awesome irma from miss kobayashi's dragon maid i you know i've fallen in and out of love with miss kobayashi's dragon maid i mm-hmm. like it but at the same time like i don't know I've just kind of fallen out of love with a lot of harem-esque stuff, but that, you know, it's not my cup of tea. But no, 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 I, don't, I, I totally get that. It's Miss Kobayashi feels, feels like a, it's sort of like, and it's like a female version of Oh My Goddess, in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit like a, a female version of that. Yeah. And I've heard some interesting things where shit gets really twisted in the manga that people weren't too fond about, so, you know. And then I think when people found it at the manga cuss female, it, it kind of went boom. I feel like that's happening to a lot of series, though, that initially started out like, ooh, super cute and, and ready to go. And then like the manga varied very differently from the actual story that was told in the anime. So when people went to actually read the manga, right. it was definitely a change. Yeah, see, see <laughs> my, my thing is this. Ma- readers complain that male manga ra- mangakas are dirty and perverted and then when they find out whatever manga is, is on those lines of pervertedness it's a female that wrote it and they're like what? And I look at it this way you mean to tell me a woman can't can't be just as perverted as a guy? I've been going to cons for 20 years there are women I've hung out with that put me to shame <laughs> I feel like people always think that, you know, like, it's gender stereotyping, basically. It's, yeah. oh my gosh, guys are so gross, they think about boobies all the time. But I'm like, I think about boobies all the time, mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know what you're getting at, you know? <laughs> so. I I mean, I mean, I dated somebody, you know. I, I date someone who's bi, and we would sit there and talk about which girls we would be interested in, and sometimes she'd give me grief for saying somebody's name. I'm just like, what? You know, it goes both ways. You know. <laughs> trying to start some fires in the chat with, women are just as perverted as men are. They just hide it better, I think. Yes! I feel like it's not so much that they hide it better. It's just that when women show more of a, what we'll call it, like an etchy side, it's more accepted because it's considered like <laughs> cute and quirky. You're really into prawn, but, but like, also, you're a girl. But also, us guys, we're, we're just kind of blatant about it. But they're the women. You have to admit, a lot of women are classy about bringing it up. It, it, it's like if a guy says it, just just everyone's just like, like put their heads in like, oh Jesus. But when a woman brings, you're just like, tell me more. You know, no, I mean, like, yeah. for me, though, in college, like I had a bunch of friends, both guys and gals and you know, binary pals, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really have like that openness in our community at the time. But basically, we'd like we'd get together and we'd watch like really bad hentai, or really bad porn. Like, was it like Lord of the Thongs or something <laughs> stupid like that? And we would just like stay up watching this stuff just because it's funny. And then we'd have like breakfast the next morning. Yeah, and that was a big uh, thing for us in college. I. 
I I was hosting hentai viewing parties mm-hmm. for years. <laughs> yep. Um, basically anybody that wanted to come, they were able to come and hang out and we, ha, ha, ha. But basically we would watch, you know, hentai and roast it. Mm-hmm. And I would try and find, I would try and find some of the, yeah, I mean, I would try and find some of the worst crap out there. Yes. And, and see how many people I could break from it. I remember. I'm like Demi, but I'm mostly A. So like when it came to watching that stuff, I just thought it was hilarious. I, you know, but mm-hmm. that's just me. That's just like it. It really just depends on your experience with it and like how comfortable you are with your friends, especially the group of friends you're in, and how comfortable you are talking to each other. Yeah. But I feel like both genders are perverted to a point. It just depends on like how comfortable they yeah. are with you, and also like what kind of context we're in. I've gone to clubs and stuff with friends and like hung out, but you know, in normal public days, I'm not gonna go, ooh, boobies, and like run across the room and chest bump somebody. Okay, like, the, o- just, uh, the only in a convention space with my friends, sure, yeah, consent is key. But at the same time, like, I'm not gonna do that in public in an open space where they're like a lot of normies. Okay, the only time that is acceptable in open space around normies is when you're working in the IT department of any company, because let's be real, that's where you're gonna find 95% of your nerds. You will. I mean, I've seen some jockey kind of people that are into IT, but no, I'm just saying, getting away with that. We're definitely getting off topic. I, I like do not know how episode. the hell we ended up starting this fucking <laughs> show and talking about porn. Like, I'm just sitting here silently because you know Anybody? you're saying, oh, oh you you guys are saying like women hide it easier. I'm like, hi. Uh, I, I we, hide. Can, can somebody what? get us Avenue Q, please? Uh, we can't play it on the. See, show here's the thing. GTA, I can tell you this, like in regards to uh. Well, everyone is, you know, what Bob said about women hiding it better. Y'all don't know Mako-chan. She doesn't give a fuck. There, I, I will say that there are certain things that I will not speak about. Um, and I get very uncomfortable when other people speak about it. Uh, and that's mainly, I don't give a shit about other people's sex lives when you're going to go into detail about specific people that I know. Um, that's just weird. Yes. But, you know, th- that... Other than that, I don't, I, I really don't care. Porn, hentai, you know, crap like that. I, I talk about it. It's, it's, it should not be a taboo subject. And this is, so I don't treat it as a taboo subject. Exactly. And, and, and the, fu- and the, fu- and the funny thing is, is that, you know, remember we used to do it like for a while. We used to have the hentai show and everything was curated by Mako challenge. So that should tell you something. I miss doing hentai shows. Yeah, yes, we do. We we really need to. I miss doing hentai shows. I I think we really need to. So yeah, but unfortunately, that might have to be something off of Twitch mm-hmm. because you know of everything that would be spoken of and you know various yeah, things that might have to be shown. That would definitely have to be a special off of Twitch because Twitch is very anal retentive about certain things. So even if we were to go up to an adult rating on it, I, I think it would get us in trouble. Yeah, it, it kind of would. So, 
Moving on. Yeah. So, uh, 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 yeah. Let's get into our nerd weeks, okay? <laughs> All right. Kicking things off with how was your week? How was your day, Ari? Well, I'm glad to be back, that's for sure. Woohoo! But, uh, you know, just been busy with work mostly. And, uh, um, got a new bathrobe, as you can see. It's actually a size bigger than the red one I've been wearing, but, uh, it's made a much thinner material. It's not like big and fluffy, and like the other one has like loose red threads all mm-hmm. over. I'm like, eh, this is fine. I still look like the dude. Yeah. The Ari Far abides. Out. Far out, man. And, uh, uh, not this past week, but the week before that, when I was, you know, driving to work and it was snowing and there were salt in the roads and all that, I got a crack in my windshield. Yeah, yeah, I remember I you had mentioned that. Yeah, I didn't even uh, like notice it until like Sunday after, like Sunday evening when I was driving home. I just was like driving and I looked over. It's just like out of the corner of my eye where like the uh, inspection sticker is. Mm-hmm. I just saw the crack like going over. Like, oh, when the hell did that happen? And it was like uh, probably like rock, like a stone or you know chunk of ice or rock salt or something like that, and like. Within 24 hours, the crack had doubled in length. I'm like, Ooh. oh, this is just wonderful. That's but, you know, I was able to, you know, go with, go with it through uh, my car insurance people and didn't have to pay anything except for uh, some new windshield wipers because they were in dire need of replacing. Okay, that's good. But, yeah, everything, the car's working out just fine, you know, looks much nicer and cleaner than before, and, well, with the temperatures going up into the high 40s to like low 50s tomorrow, you right. know, it's going to be even more fun at work. Temperatures are going up into the. Good Lord Almighty. Yeah, remember when it was snowing and icy and we were having trouble mm-hmm. getting around from place to place without worrying about ice capating all over the roads? Mm-hmm. You mean less than a week ago? Yep. Good times. Com- coming soon, anime ice capades. Also, my birthday is this Friday. Happy birthday. Congratulations on leveling up. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a... Like, this is my last year in my 30s, and uh, I haven't done shit with my life. Ugh. Eh, I wouldn't worry too much. I'm already in that I'm already in that um, level 40 threshold, so it ain't nothing special here, brother. I'm finding more gray hairs in my beard and my hair and my chest and I can pluck out. Remember, for each one you pluck, two grow back in. <sighs> I Look, mine are there. I just don't care. If people ask, I'm just like, it's just the levels of stress I've endured over the years. So, you know. Anywho, moving right along. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, not horrible. That's this good. This past weekend, um, I actually uh, participated in the Pokemon Go Kanto tour. Nice. So I got myself a shiny Ditto, and I'm Ditto. on my way to getting a shiny Mew. And that's all I really care about for that. But uh, it was very weird to actually, like, I haven't played through 12 hours of Pokemon Go in a very, very long time. Mm. So, I mean, that was, that that was 
fun, but exhausting. No, I totally uh, get that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, like Ari, I actually went and purchased new windshield wiper blades today. And by the time I got out of the store, it was too dark for me to put them on. So I have to do that tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, nothing. Mm. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Yeah, pretty good. Um... Just started the weekend by finishing up some commissions, basically, and reopening commissions again, and then, uh, like, working on stream a little bit. That's so good. today I did a sewing stream and then followed that up with, like, an hour and a quarter of, of grinding some Scott Pilgrim uh, to get up to a higher le- level. English, number one. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things I was getting my level up so that I could get, um, the, in the game, there's that Scott's video fees. Yeah, Scott's late fees. So I'm like, I'm going to try and level up and do that. But then I totally just wasted my money getting a bionic arm and the, like the speedy hedgehog, I think is what they call it. Speedy the porcupine. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's speedy the porcupine, um, power. So I've been doing that and I like bum rushed through it. So I basically was just leveling up and doing that so that next time my friend and I uh, play together, because mm-hmm. we played this last Saturday too, um, that I'll be a little bit more powerful. We might not get our butts kicked as easily. See, I, um. I totally get that because I, I do the same thing as you. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save up to get Scott's late fees. And I find Wallace's mystery stash. I'm just like, let me just build up my strength because... I'll go, that means, once I my strength is up, I can go through these levels like nobody else's business and just build up my, my money, you know? Yeah. Yeah, mm. that's basically what we did today. Um, the community joined me a little bit at, like, 5.30, and we started, and we went into, like, level 5, and then it was, by that time, almost 7 o'clock, and I was like, cool. I gotta go eat. I'm gonna cool. go do that. And then, now, happened. So I had to, like, catch shower and put my face on. Haha, <laughs> and I have arrived. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a fun day. All right. So my weekend day has been the same old, same old, except that um, I would say just for Geek Roundtable, but I got something different. But I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I'm not going to go into details because if I do, the entire we'll be discussing it the entire podcast. And this is not the time or place for it. I'm going to tell you this. When everything is said and done on this remake, there are going to be some pissed off Final Fantasy VII fans. I'm telling you that right now. They're going to be pissed off. But I will say, I've gotten attached to Aerith. I like how they redid her character in the game. So she she's awesome in my book. But, you know. So that's done. I decided to check out this game called For Honor. I figured it was Ubisoft's answer to a Musou game. Yeah, 20 minutes in, I uninstalled it and put it back on my shelf. I'm just like, yeah, I'll be taking this to GameStop and be like, just give me my $2 credit. I, I don't care at mm-hmm. this point. I, I, I don't care. I just want this game out my house. But um, and I started on Soccer Wars. And I'm enjoying it. It's totally different from what I was expecting. I figured it'd be more of a, like a typical RPG style, but it's you got your visual novel, choose your own adventure, adventure mode, and then real time action adventure, third person view battles, which which is cool. So I'm on that. I'm on chapter two, 
but I really like how between chapters, it does like the preview for the next chapter, like as if each chapter was an episode. So I got really giddy as fuck about that. So, and as Ronma421 says, FF7 remake is great. Y yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And TheoX75 says, still waiting for it to hit PC soon. Here's to hoping, because I know there are people who are waiting on the on the Xbox version. So yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Let Let's hope maybe we'll hear something next month about it. Because let's be real, every time Square Enix puts out a game on PlayStation Four and a physical, they usually put it out on PC and Xbox with extra stuff as a digital release nine times out of ten. Which kind of well, pissed. they uh, PlayStation has a year of. Uh, of it being exclusive mm -hmm. to them and it came out in march yep no so it came out I april would, april so yep. i would not be surprised if next month we do hear something about a physical xbox copy coming out in april let's let's hope because the last because the last game that square enix did that with was world of final fantasy after that Everything was like digital. Like all the Kingdom Hearts games are digital on Xbox. The you know, everything is just went straight digital. And I, I and I find it kind of funny how again I know I brought this up once I'll say it again. I find it funny how people were clowning on Xbox users who have never played a Kingdom Hearts game before because Kingdom Hearts three came out on it. And I'm sitting here going, y'all act like Xbox players never had a PlayStation two. Sit your ass down. I mean, yeah, on. I went from PlayStation 2 to Xbox 360 just because the PlayStation, like, there was nothing really exclusive on mm -hmm. PlayStation 3 that I had to have. Um, I wasn't really excited about a PlayStation exclusive until Final Fantasy mm -hmm. and Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, but by that point, you know that, you know, after that little exclusive time, they're just going to push it off to the other systems anyway. Yeah. I just hope that Square Enix actually does put out physical releases. That would be nice. That, that would be. I, I, I think just to get a collector's edition out there, at least, they mm -hmm. will do at least for the Xbox uh, collector's edition. I hope so. I don't, I don't know that they'll do something for, for a physical copy for the computer, only because a lot of people are used to doing Steam and yeah, you know, it's just and, supposed and things to be like that. So I see yeah. it coming to Steam to play on the computer, yeah. not necessarily you know as a computer game itself, but I think we'll actually get a physical copy for the Xbox. I, and my, I'll, I'll check Square Enix's website later, but I just kind of find it funny that all the Kingdom Hearts games that are coming out, they're coming out at retail price on dig, on on Steam, Epic Games, and all of that. I'm I'm just laughing. I'm just like, wow, they've made so much money off the platform. They're re-releasing them on PC at retail price, and people will buy them. Oh yeah, people will buy them. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, moving right along. Uh, housekeeping. Uh, I don't think we have anything new. It's just the same old, same old. So we're going to push it along to Geek Roundtable where we talk a little bit more about our nerdy weeks, like more nerdy, cool stuff that we've done, or we share share a couple of things uh, and so forth. So Ari, it's off to you, my friend. Well, uh, well I picked up GTA V for the PS4 and uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm-hmm. A warrior is warriors. The uh, for the switch, I haven't had time to play the latter lately. But uh, something else I got a while ago to 
Nice piece of little tech. Boom! Tetris for Rockefeller! This is a, uh, entirely module, uh, lamp made out of Tetris blocks. Nice! And cool. it's, a uh, yeah, you know, it's legit merchandise, you know, all official. And, uh, I don't know how well it shows up, you know, on the, uh, camera. No, I can, can see it pretty well, yeah. Yes, right? Yeah, I can see it. Okay, because, uh. These little suckers are kind of hard to get out of the uh, little pegs. It, it's like a light bright, mm -hmm. but if you can use reuse the uh, the papers over and over again. Gotcha. Yes, here's here's a whole little bag of uh, these little pieces. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can yeah you can you know put put it in however you want. I, I was gonna you know try and use the I kind of make it look like I was just gonna line up for that perfect Tetris, but uh, I figured you know while I'm gonna show it off here, I might as well just you know, shamelessly self-promote while I'm here. <laughs> Shit. No, no, I'm I'm looking on Square Enix's website to see about a physical release of Kingdom Hearts for PC. I did not realize that they put out Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3 on the Switch. And those are three Final Fantasy games I sat there and played like nobody else's business. So now I am going to have to buy this game. <sighs> who would have thought me, who kept saying, I'm not buying a Switch, I'm not buying a Switch, and then they release Link's Awakening, and I'm just like, God, God, God damn it, uh, Nintendo, just take the credit card, just swipe. Just swipe and, and just ship it to me. I said I wasn't going to buy a Switch, and then they stopped making Switches for anything other than Switch. They stopped making Pokemon for anything other than Switch, so I'm like, crap, I have to get a Switch. And it just sucks. This is just a digital release only. Fuck. Oh, well. It is what it is. I will be... I, I, am, going, I, will, I am going to buy it. And let's see how much of the... How much blood money that they want. Oh, $20. I'm going to sit here and buy this game while we continue with our weekend day. <laughs> with our, with our, our geek round table. Mako-chan. Of sure. Uh, yeah, so the object of my affection right now is my Waystation mug. Today should have been the 10th anniversary of the Waystation. So, uh, sad trombone because of COVID. Uh, the bar did have to close. Mm -hmm. uh, Andy was going to attempt to work with one of the nearby bars to have some sort of physical thing for the anniversary so that people could pick up uh, steins and other yeah. types of merch. But obviously that did not work out at least for February. Um, we can only hope that, you know, maybe in the coming months they'll be able to, do something uh, to bring back at least for a night the way station. But yeah, these were given out. Um, they do have, or they did have certain hot beverages. Hot toddies they would do. Yeah. At the mm -hmm. bar. So those were served in this mug and then uh, they did sell the mug. So when I was there, I did have to get one, uh, but they, you know, they sold steins and glasses and things like that. But I, I liked the mug, one, because it's small, and two, because I like the design on it. I like the speckles on it. And I, It's like a galaxy. And before, while we were... How while much we did were, it run you? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was like $15, if that. 
Yeah, it was yeah. yeah, it wasn't any more than what you would pay to go to, mm-hmm. you know, someplace and get, you know, a, a, a souvenir mug from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite remember, though, just because I, I would think it was like two or three years ago now. And earlier, while we were all prepping, I went into my uh, cabinet and I went out and grabbed my Waystation mug. So and this is a white one. So I'm like, yeah, I, I need to get get mine out. But as you can see, Mako's is better because hers has the larger has a larger font and logo on it. I think when I went to get mine, I think they only had it in this color and style. Yeah, I think to get this one, you have to actually purchase a drink. And then you are able to get this particular style because mm-hmm. these are the ones that they serve in. Mm-hmm. So just to go up there and get, you know, a mug or a T-shirt or anything like that, it's n- it, it wasn't always the same as what they used to serve their beverages but those are the ones that they actually sold you when you bought one yeah all right ichigo what have you been working on for geek roundtable well in our streams um on my channel we've been working on an 1890s Victorian uh waistcoat or vest and a split walking skirt which is just going to be a lot of fun Victorian frolickiness uh, once it's completed. But that's basically what we've been working on. Um, we've also been working on like a giveaway project, which is like a little bunny plushie. So that's been a fun little collection of things we worked on. Um, and just in kind of a quiet week, obviously, I don't end up getting into too much when it comes to geeky stuff. So most of the time, it's just uh, working on projects. Mm. So we've been working on projects. <laughs> that's good gotta keep busy somehow i guess yeah yeah that uh the small little bounce of serotonin keep the depression away <laughs> makes sense all right so for me um from time to time i like to do a little bit of tinkering with daitenshi my pc just making sure you know i will buy a couple extra things you know like leds or cabling make sure everything is all nice and set up in the back so I actually decided to buy another SATA cable. Uh, this is one of those uh, premium individually sleeved ones. You know, you know th- that's the big thing now. If it ain't RGB on the desk, on on the uh, left hand side of the computer, it's when you open up the right hand side. All of your cables are nice and wired together. They look neat, and it's not the flat cables. A special. Wa- wa- premium sleeve cabling and so forth and i've kind of gotten into that and so i will probably be doing that probably later this week when i get around to it um i'm not sure i talked about this on the show but i have a friend in japan from time to time will will send me some cool nerd stuff like yesterday i got a package from him uh paper envelope bang dream paper um um folders and they're really cool i will probably show them off next week but i don't remember showing off this um an official final fantasy 7 remake shot glass and and i don't i actually don't remember if you know if i've ever popped it open or anything like that but that's kind of cool yeah it looks neat has the logo on there and everything you know I can see myself 
at the bar at the bar at Seventh Heaven with this having a drink, you know, and then you know how it goes. I I figured I would break that out. Seeing how that I finished FF7 remake uh, a couple of nights ago, and I will say the ending was really nice. It opens up a lot of questions, and when you get towards the end of the game, that's when you know it's going to be off in its own little universe. I'll say this much. If you don't like how FF7 Remake is going to go out, you have Final Fantasy VII. It's sort of like how when Viz uh, did the official dub of Sailor Moon, you have the official dub, and then you have the Deke Universe Sailor Moon, if you feel like that is a lot. You can have that, but, you know, it runs parallel to each other and all that good stuff, so, you know. Yeah, when uh, when I was perfect, I, I, I'm sorry, I got kind of kind of mixed up because I wanted to rag on the cousins and talent as usual. Well, I mean, you had to do what you had to do to get to get it past the sens- the censors on TV, so you know. It, it's just such a low hanging fruit to the, uh, you know. But now, now look, it's, it's, it's been about 20 years. It's not so bad this time. You know, like I said, I have a feeling in 2022, um, Adult Swim will be showing Sailor Moon on a weekly basis. I do see that happening and it will most likely I would like to see that too. Yeah. So, and when it gets to S and when it gets to S, when shit hits the fan, it won't, it's going to be, well, there you go. So. All right. Uh, next up, it I'm bringing back hot take. You know, and this is basically editorials or my thoughts, which I will share with the rest of the crew. You know, on certain topics that are going on and so forth. Now, this had came across my feed um, about a couple of days ago, and it's basically called the dark side of cosplay. Basically, the stuff that no one really talks about, but some people do talk about it. Sort of like a forewarning of what to expect when things don't don't go good and so forth. I'm not going to go into a full break like a full breakdown of the article, but this is written by another cosplayer, so I'm just going to give a summary. It's basically her story of getting into cosplay, going to conventions, like starting out making cosplay from piecemeal parts to making your own cosplay you know which is something most of us have done and it's a it's a real feel good feel and from there you know you're seeing other people getting into cosplay and it's like and i and i saw this happen on i didn't see this happen on twitter it was told it was brought to my attention you had a couple of influencers arguing over who stole who's who stole whose cosplay Who's so who's Danny Phantom cosplay? And and I'm reading this and it's like everybody's cosplay Danny Phantom. So what's the big fucking deal? Evidently there are some influencers who are getting into cosplaying saying, This is my style, you can't do this. Like there is this one cosplayer who claims the the sexy no jutsu Naruto is her style. It's her brand. Nobody's allowed to cosplay SNJ Naruto. And it's like not enough alcohol. No. Where the fuck have you been for the last 15 years? Oh, wait. You weren't even a thought in your mother's eye. Never mind. And I wh- presume you were talking about the uh, girl who uh, was acting like that and not me. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, because... Uh, yeah, the timing of that was just like... 
<laughs> and on top of that, you know, everyone's kind of worried about the future of cosplay with what the Japanese government is doing. Something that we discussed on this podcast like two, three weeks ago. So Yeah, we, we covered that yeah. part pretty thoroughly because of the copyright law that mm-hmm. may be enacted and how it's going to change and licensure and all that yeah. other horrible fun stuff. And um, how cosplay is... N- it's gotten to the point where people are gatekeeping cosplay because of yep. your because of your skin color, because you're too skinny, because you're too fat, because you're a female, because you're a guy. One of my friends, Man and Night Cosplay, he gets grief for his for for his crossplays. I see nothing wrong with it. I know a lot of guys who crossplay because they like the how more detailed a woman's a, fem- a female cosplay is. I mean, if a dude is cosplaying somebody in a suit, unless you're Jez Roth, you're gonna go out and just buy the suit and put everything else together and make it so. A female, a, 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 like a woman's pantsuit or dress or whatever, you're going to most likely going to get the pattern and make it because let's be real, you're not going to find it in a store. Unless you're in Japan in a cosplay store, but that's a story for another time. And then gatekeepers ruin everything. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's more so gatekeeping rather than the um, like genderification of cosplay. Yes. Um, when it comes to the, I know we talked about it last time where like I brought up my article, basically my big blog post about mm-hmm. um, like how how the companies might go about like confirming who can cosplay their characters and who are not allowed to verse on like the idea of, of publication authenticity, media authenticity or something like masking their slight racism or sexism or whatever Mm -hmm. as authenticity to their brand. And the fact that like there would be a lot of issues with that. And on top of the idea that influencers own a certain style Mm -hmm. of cosplay, cosplay has been going on for very very long time i am waiting for that one influencer to do ranma one half cosplay and say that it belongs to them oh i promise you i will do more to knock them down a peg or six oh believe you me oh, the, the thing is say you'd you pop out of the nearest trash can like <laughs> uh, no no i will make I them sca- tell you why that's bullshit. no they will be scared of their own shadow by the time i'm done no, come on. I mean, this has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are and have always been in every aspect of cosplay or even just the fandom in general. Um, people that believe that because th- they did it either first or because they believe that they've done it better, that nobody is able to cosplay as that character. There are builders that believe that they are the be-all, end-all of either Lego or models or anything like that. They're always going to be there. They've been there forever. It, it's, it comes down to a simple fact that if you're no longer having fun with doing your hobby, then stop. Yep. But if yep. you're making that decision based on the others around you and how they are destroying your hobby, then, I, I mean, stop if you want to, but at the same time, maybe just start hanging out with other people. Yeah. Yep. I got a friend who kind of, you know, I found out, you know, uh, she, is a, a, she is an amazing, talented cosplayer, and I met her 
you know, through a friend, you know, we would always talk more about life instead of cosplaying. And, and I met her briefly at Faname 2005, and, and we hung out again briefly at Otakon 2018. And she made a post a couple of weeks ago that she's retiring from the scene. She's done. And, and I can tell you she's been dealing with a lot of stuff that, that she shouldn't have to. But when you are a cosplayer, you kind of have to deal with similar shit as if you were a celebrity. If you're a cosplayer, you're going to get accosted. You're going to get harassed. All this shit's going to happen. Do you deserve it? Absolutely not. Is it expected? The sad part is, yes. But you I, don't have to take it. Yeah, as as I wear like alternative fashion every day, I, I like when the when the normal realm occurred in our environment, mm-hmm. I would regularly get accosted. I had old ladies that know, knew better flip up my skirt to see if I was wearing a petticoat. I've had people think that I didn't exist, think that I was not a real person. Like, they didn't even think I was a mannequin. They thought I was a part of their imagination, so they decided to touch me to find out, and they immediately got a no-touchy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in this article, the girl is from the, the, the Philippines. Philippines, yes. And the Philippines... Uh, anime and cosplaying community is very much similar to the Japanese yes. style, mm-hmm. where when you are a cosplayer, you are a celebrity mm-hmm. in all intents and purpose, in all tense, intent and purpose. Yep. Um, so when it comes to the way that their society is and culture is, their subculture of cosplay, it is very much more focused on, um, the article brings up the idea of celebrity and, and beauty. Uh, societal beauty standards and things like that, especially because in a lot of Asian countries, like to be be beautiful, you have to lighten your skin. You have to be super skinny. You have to leave. You have to be all of these styles as well as um, if you're falling within feminine societal normatives, you're you're like, you're, you're subjugated and all this other horrible stuff that we, you know, uh, we have, a, a little bit better situation of it over here. It's still not the best. Yeah, we still you, have issues with it, but in the yeah. Philippines, it's considered like, it's it's the 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 desired thing, and so um, they bring it up in the article. If you guys look it over, I did post it in our chat here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Um, that basically, if you're pretty, the halo effect comes to mm-hmm. you, and that is that is a very like standard thing across all society. If you are pretty and you fit within societal beauty standards, you're gonna get benefits that are you know, afforded to you above other people that may have a similar skill set, mm-hmm. maybe in a similar level of cosplay, but because you don't look the certain way that right. the company or the people do, you don't get as much recognition. Yeah, it's and not, that is yeah. definitely true. Yeah, and it's like, go to a, like, just saying, go to a con, walk, go into, go into the dealer's room. You're going to see a couple of cosplayers with the table, and you're going to notice they're going to have basically long lines. These are very famous cosplayers. And when you look at them, it kind of sets a standard of how a cosplayer should do their cosplays. Well, I will say this, you know, that that is their standard. That shouldn't be your standard. And seeing that should not discourage you from doing a, a cosplay this or that. You should still do it. You know, I mean, I don't, I know it within the black cosplay community there's a big thing about you know cosplaying all the black cos uh characters in this and that i don't give a 
fuck about that. The only black character I've cosplayed on a regular basis is Barrett Wallace from Final Fantasy VII. And when I remember, when I first said I was doing it, everybody was saying, yo, he's going to be the first Barrett cosplayer. And I am. And I hold that to this day. Other than that, I've cosplayed Shinji, Tenchi, Ranma, Luigi. I mean, uh, I guess he, Luigi's kind of black. Depends on, you know, your Italian strengths. You know, it is what it is. It's that yeah. Sicilian heritage. Yeah, I've, I've cosplayed old, <laughs> I've cosplayed Artemis, old man Joseph. I mean, and I've gotten praise. I've gotten grief. And when it comes to the grief... I simply just don't care. I'm not going to be one of those that's going to go on social media and bitch about somebody giving me grief that I've cosplayed somebody. My response is, so I'm still going to do it. You can give me all the grief you want. You're not paying my bills, you know? Shit. And even yeah. if, even if you were, I'm not going to give a fuck. I cosplay for others. I yeah. cosplay for myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. I don't care what other people think of me when I cosplay. If I'm not having fun, then there's no point, and I find dressing up and acting ridiculous to be amazing fun. So I do it for myself, and sometimes, you know, I'll get asked here and there for a picture, and most of the time I don't. You know, I, I have a very distinctive look that is not one that people associate with costumes and costuming and cosplay, and I don't care. I go out, I have fun, I have fun with my friends, and that is what it started as, and that is what it should be. Yeah. People have taken cosplay and other aspects of fandom, and they've become too immersed in the popularity of it all. Mm -hmm. Greed. In the praise of it all. In, you know, in the money that they might possibly make by winning a competition. Mm -hmm. And if that's the reason why you're going into it, great. But don't then shit on the people that want nothing to do with trying to get your crap. They just want to go out there and have fun. They are not going out there to try and steal your prize. They're not going out there to try and steal your fans. They're just going out there to have fun. Mm -hmm. And also don't be those people that are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see another copy of my cosplay. Like, what? There are more than, like, one or two people that enjoy the character just as much, if not more, than you do. Yeah. So when you gatekeep and you go, no one else can be Sailor Moon because I'm Sailor Moon. Oh, let's like, not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, re I, re I think we all remember that. But I, I mean, that's not... And that's not anything new. Not just because geek is, like, the next hot thing. Like... That's been going on for ages. But whenever yeah. I saw a copy of my character, I happily was like, oh my gosh, twinsies! And like, you take photos together and you have and, and fun also, and fun. And also, and don't forget. Yeah, like, yeah. in your fandom that your characters mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, history with them. Like, hey! Yeah, exactly. Like and, 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 and don't forget. And, like, and, and, legit, yeah. like, six and a half feet tall plus. So it was like, and, you know, like and, and it was and, funny as hell. And don't forget this: if you see somebody else cosplaying the same character as you, their cosplay is gonna be slightly different. So that's even better. You know, you can look at each other, kind of trade tips, and you know, hey, you exactly. know, exactly. And that's a big part of of the cosplay community is like we didn't grow out of nothing. Well, I mean, we did kind of grow out of nothing, but like 
we grew out of the fact that there's a community that wanted mm -hmm. to represent these characters and bring them to life for each other or for ourselves. So, like, when you take away that sense of community, that sense of camaraderie, and you just fill it out with capitalism, yeah. like, there's there's such a toxic underbelly that, that begins to occur. But yeah. uh, I think we, we, we can rehash this over and over again, and I'm sure we will again in the future. Yeah. Uh, but I know we're, we're, we're for beating time. this topic yeah. pretty dead. L long story short, cosplay is for everybody, but also understand when you cosplay, th it, there's going to be a downside to it. Sometimes it could be, it's not all that bad. Sometimes it could be worse, but you know what? You got friends, you roll with the squad, and you're going to get through this. And it's all right. And if you decide after a while, this isn't for you. Cool. That's it. You know, I, I get, I still enjoy cosplay. When I wake up one day and say, you know, doing this podcast isn't fun anymore. And cosplaying isn't funny. I six months from that point, I am wrapping it all up and that's it. I may still go to cons, but I might be more of an attendee than actually cosplaying and taking pictures and stuff. So, you know, it happens. All right. So moving right along, um, we have, we're going to be talking about some award winning stuff here. Um, Ari, take it away with the say you awards. Uh, yeah, let me just, uh, move this out of the way here. <clears throat> Uh, the organizers of the 15th annual Seiyu Awards announced winners of the Synergy Award, Kei Toyama Award, and Kasue Takahashi Award on Tuesday. The Synergy Award is an award for works that best show the talent of the voice actors. Mm. And uh, that, the winner was uh, Vicarion 9 Tekoku Koe Kabuki Nobunaga no Inu, or His Majesty's Dog, a stage reading. Uh, the Kei Toyama Award is for the male say who's been active in every field, including acting. And uh, <clears throat> the winner for that was uh, Toshihiko Seki. He was a uh, roles include Duo Maxwell from Gundam Wing, Moose mm. from Rommel One Half, and uh, Raul Crescent from uh, Gundam Seed. The funny thing is, I totally forgot that he voiced um, Duo and Moose, you know. But we did talk about him, like, few episodes back as he gotten over um COVID-19 and uh Kasue Takahashi awards the same thing but for females and it's when it was Yoshiko Sakakibara who was uh Karen and uh Zeta Gundam and Nagumo and Pat Labor and uh Boss in Akudama Drive the award ceremony was which will reveal the full list of attendees will be will be held oh Oh, these are, uh, wait. oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm mm -hmm. totally spaced out there. No uh, worries. Like, uh, like, oh, they're announcing who's going to get these, you know, honors. Okay. I don't know where the hell I was. Uh, yeah, it's going to be on March 6th at the Bunka Hoso Media Plus Hall. Now, starting in 2017, the special merit award, which honors the C-Fuiked actors and actresses who have contributed to many genres, was replaced with an honoring of all voice actors and actresses who passed away in the previous year. So, yeah, congratulations to the winners. Uh, um, yeah, and I believe um, Bob Coffey also mentioned that she also voiced Celia Stingray in um, Bubblegum Crisis. Neat. Yep. And the all, I also want to touch on what Ichigo said, Desperate Housewives of Cosplay. Girl. 
God, I hope not. I would I would watch the fuck out of that. Okay, I would watch. I would watch that. I really would. I know that there are a lot of people out there who love that series. I don't. Ooh. I don't really like drama. I don't really like drama series for drama's sake. And I feel like they did Heroes of Cosplay a disservice. A lot of the um, cosplayers who were featured in it felt like they had been mis mis represented and no they weren't no it, it was bad I, and, I, and that's i mean that's that's part of going back to the article we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. how like capitalism and like we must make money off the nerd before she's unpopular again like that's literally how See, it feels sometimes heroes of cosplay was supposed to be like an insight on what goes on but it really wasn't <laughs> it, it kind of turned into the yaya han and friends show you know and i got friends that live down in the atl and they're and yeah that's all i gotta say yeah does Not yaya han actually consider those, those other people her friends though yes but I, I mean, but I tell you what, I could actually professional cosplay realms are are people that you would collaborate with. So inherently, yeah, they are considered yeah. her friends. But that's like, you know, like that's if I have somebody here on Twitch that I collaborate with, maybe we play a few video games together. Unless I call them my acquaintance, we're probably gonna say, hey, yeah, we're video game friends, you know, or like mm -hmm. con friends. You know how you have like con friends uh, or con family, and yeah. you only hang out with them at conventions. That's that's kind of what it is. Yeah. So I, I can pictured Yaya as being the kind of person who would charge a fee just for talking to her. Well, yeah, I mean, no, she she charges to con that fee, so she makes her money. But you know, you go on, girl. Not for nothing, I could probably sit here and write out a better reality show in my sleep. So, hey, I feel like a lot of us uh, in the community felt that way very, very much. So while it was on air, yeah. but. Uh, so, yeah, next article, uh, Ranma, do you want to talk about the 2021 Anime Award winners? Yes, and this time there was there was less drama and fapping over these awards because from the first couple of years this was, this was they had the Anime Awards, people were totally pissed off because they thought it was rigged and this and that. And I think I think it was last year or year before last when it was all about My Hero Academia, people got mad and stuff like that. And... When it comes to these awards, I really don't pay attention because I know for a fact that the titles that I like and enjoy will never get nominated. They will never win. So why am I getting upset about it? Let other people be happy and I'll continue to sit here and watch my favorite shows. But looking at the, the winners, it's not so bad. I do know there has been some grief about Jujutsu Kaisen because it just showed up like four four months ago. And it's sort of like, you know, it was too soon for it. It was like too soon to the cutoff or something like that. It's sort of like with normal awards, like like a cutoff date for award ceremonies, like in November. The movie comes out in November. It, it has to wait till the following year, you know, something like that. And it's only kind of fair. But I'm just going to read off like the winners and runner ups and, you know, we'll just roll with it, you know. So for this year's 2021 Anime Awards. Uh, for best character design, Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Um, runner, Runners-up was Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken, Great Pretender, BNA, Tower of God, and Yashahime, Princess Half-Demon. I, I, I don't know if Yashahime should have made the cutoff because it came in too, too soon, too late into the year, but that's just me. Uh, best animation is Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken. Runners-up is Princess Connect Redive, Great Pretender, The God of High School, Apari Ranman, and B-Stars. 
Best fight scene. Deku versus Overhaul and My Hero Academia season four. Yeah, that was that was a hell of a fight. But uh, I think the fight with Deku versus um uh, what's his name? Gentle Criminal. I think that was I think that was a slightly better fight, you know, but that's just me. Uh, runners up was Jujutsu Kaisen, Gojo Satoru versus Ryomen Sukuna. The God of High School, Jinmori versus Jagai Taek. SAO, uh, Ward Underworld Part 2, Bercoli versus Emperor Vector. God of High School, Jinmori versus Handoe. Akumadama Drive, Brawler versus Master. Best couple, um, Naza Yuzaki and Tukasa Yuzai from Tonikawa Over the Moon for You. That's one I've never heard of, but it's a Crunchyroll original, so I suppose. Uh, your runners-up were uh, Kaiyuga-sama Love is War Season 2 of Kaguya and Miyuki, B-Stars Lagoshi and Haru, Inspector Kotoko and Kuro, uh, My Next Life as a Villainess, All Routes Lead to Doom, Katarina and Maria, and Rent-A-Girlfriend Chizuru and Kazuya. I'm watching Rent-A-Girlfriend as we speak, and I'm just, I'm like four episodes in, and I'm just like, Why? Best performance by a voice actor, Japanese. Um, Yusuke Kobayashi as Natsuki Subaru and ReZero Season 2. And oh my god, if this person didn't get that, I, I, I would light a fire. I mean, I need to go back and continue watching the dub, which is so good. But Jesus, I have never... I would say the only other person that gives so much emotion in a male character as well as Natsuki is the guy who does a voice of uh, Midoriya from My Hero Academia. Good Lord. Runners up was Ryu Sugiyama as Minari Koda from Wave, Listen to Me. Megumi Ogata as Hanako from Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Yuchi Nakamura as Gojo Satoru from Jujutsu Kaisen. Mutsumi Tamura as Sayaka Kanamori from Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken. And Yusuke Onoki as Daisuke Kanbei, the Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited. I don't know how that got a nomination, but that should not have been there. I, I've i watched the, sh the series, and there really isn't much anything memorable of acting in that series. Best Performance by a Voice Actor in English. Uh, Zeno Robinson as Hawks in My Hero Academia Season 4. Uh, Runners-up is Crispin Freeman and Zio Sudara from Fate Grand Order, uh, Absolute Demonic Front Babylonia. Aaron Phillips as Laurent Thierry from Great Pretender. Johnny Young Bosch as Bam from Tower of God. Jonas Scott as Lagoshi from B-Stars. And Anaris Quinones as Echidna from ReZero, Starting Life in Another World Season 2. Honestly, that should have gone to... I can't remember his name. The guy who voices Natsuki Subaru in the dub of My Hero Academia. He should have won that. Best girl. Uh, winner uh, is Kaguya Shinom Shinomiya from Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. Runners-up are Sayaka Kanamori from Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken. Shizuro Mizuhara from Rent a Girlfriend. Noi from Doro Hedoro. Karane Claes from My Next Life as a Villainess. All routes lead to doom. And Abigail Jones from Great Pretender. Meanwhile, there, I don't see 
Rem from ReZero, okay? That was right. Noi is best girl. Noi beats out Rem. Noi yeah, is yeah. sick and ready to kick yeah. ass. Rem is best girl. She is a prime definition of a girl who... She is a ride or die chick. Straight up. She is... She... She doesn't care that Natsuki's in love with, um... What's her name? I can't, Have I, you seen Doro Hey Doro? No, I have not. It is so good. If you haven't seen Doro Hey Doro, it is one of my Amelia. favorite series. And Noi, awesome. Yeah. Realistic <laughs> beauty standards, realistic body type can still kick your ass. I mean, yeah. Natsuki's in love with Amelia, and Rem's like, I don't care. I still love you. I'm just, and she's, and she's very, what? Man, you they don't make them like that anymore. Best boy uh, is Shoyo Hinata from Haikyuu. Runners up, Kaime from Doro Hidoro. Gojo Santoro from Jujutsu Kaisen. Kun Agero Agnes from Tower of God. Legoshi from Beastars. And Anoz Voldigo from Misfit Demon King Academy. Best director. Masaki Yuasa from Keep Your Hands Off Aizoken. Runners up, Izuru Tachikawa Decadence. Sunghu Park, Jujutsu Kaisen. Hiro Kaburagi, Great Pretender. Mamoru Hatakiyama from Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. And Takashi Sano, Tower of God. You know, we're getting... There's a few more here. I'm just going to read off the winners at this point. All right. Uh, best score, Kevin Penkin, Tower of God. Best opening sequence, uh, uh, Wild Side by Ali B-Stars. Uh, best ending sequence, Juju's Kaisen, Lost in Paradise, Ali featuring Aklo. Best fantasy, ReZero Season 2. Best comedy, Kaguya-sama Love is War. Fair enough. Best drama, Fruits Basket. One of the runner-ups is Japan Sinks 2020. And I'm sorry. Japan Sinks 2020 should have gotten best drama. And anybody who can sit here and tell me that's bull has no soul. They have no soul whatsoever. Best protagonist. Katarina Klaes from My Next Life is a Villainous, All Routes Lead to Doom. Best Antagonist, Ryomen Sukuna from Jujutsu Kaisen. Anime of the Year, Jujutsu Kaisen. The runners-up were Keep Your Hands of Aizouken, Doro Heidoro, Great Pretender, Apari Ranman, and Beastars. Eh, I can't complain about that. I haven't even watched any of these. I just know I keep hearing good things about Jujutsu Kaisen, probably because it's a more recent title as opposed to the other five. And now that we've got that out, got the got that out of the way, let's move right along to um an anime an anime that's that's um that was quite popular a few years ago. That's gotten a game for the Switch, and I've seen some people are complaining that it's not coming to the states. But take it away, Mako-chan. Uh, yeah, so it was revealed that Crayon Shinchan is going to be getting a Switch game this summer. Uh, they Nintendo revealed it during their Nintendo Direct, which, I mean, obviously Crayon Shin-chan is very popular in Japan. I just, I this wasn't one that I figured would actually make Nintendo Direct. 
but anyway, so it's going to be called Crayon Shinchan, My Summer Vacation with the Professor, The Endless Seven Day Journey. So uh, it will be releasing this summer. It will feature some similar features to um, the kind of games like uh, Boku no Natsuyami. Uh, including doing everyday summer activities. The game features the Nobara family visiting, visiting Kumamoto and meeting an eccentric professor. Mm. Um, and, and just given everything that Crayon Shinchan is known for, <laughs> I, mm. I, I cannot wait to see what is going to be in store for this game. It looks like it's going to be very similar to, um, I, I guess, the anime itself. The art style is basically right from the anime. The character designs are right from the anime. Um, they're going to have cutscenes in the game that play out as if it were an anime. And yes, it is not going to, at least right now, be coming to the states um unfortunately crayon uh, shinchen is not really as popular here as it had been even though it did get you know a translation and was on toonami for a while yeah i remember someone like tweeting you know why hasn't you know this come over you know this needs to be and my response was look the ratings on crayon shinchan basically sucked Funimation gave it three seasons. The ratings weren't there, so they ended it. They they're no they're not even dubbing the rest of Shin Chan. It's just done. I mean, I, I sooner expect them to finish Kadocha before they pick up uh, Shin Chan again. And then again, the English dub was they took so many liberties with it. It's so different from the original Japanese. Which, given how Shinchan is, it's understandable. It's strange as it is, yeah. yeah. The it, thing is, what what people aren't realizing, at least for the game being released, is the Switch is region-free. Mm -hmm. So, as long as you either know Japanese, or, and I know this is going to happen, somebody's going to get the game, and they're going to translate it. So, all you have to do is read the translations as you're playing, and there's no issues. That's actually how I played um, Namco Cross Capcom for PlayStation 2 like 15 plus years ago. Somebody had rough translations on the game, and I'm following the damn FAQ. And now there is a translated image. So I'm like, good, I have a reason to play to fire up my PS2 one more time. And what I was going to say is, yeah, I think the biggest reason it didn't translate over here is is the like cultural context. Mm -hmm when it comes to a lot of the jokes and a lot of the ways like the family interacts and their environment and all that other stuff, like sometimes shows that get into that niche, like where it's super funny in the context of the community and the country and the culture it's from when they get translated, it kind of gets chopped up and censored and all this other stuff gets mixed around or mistranslated or misconstrued. And the context isn't there because the comparison of like, you know, Japanese city life versus, American City Life, while they are similar in some aspects, are very, very different in societal, like, hierarchies and rules and stuff. So a lot of those word jokes and a lot of those plays are just lost when it's translated. Mm -hmm. um, which I'm really sad. I, I thought Cranston Shinchan was really cute and funny. Um, I mean, it was crude, 
like it's a little boy like what do you expect like he's gonna pick his nose and poke buttholes and stuff like that just happens and do the elephant but at the dance. same time like i i understand why it didn't quite translate yeah i actually i i took a japanese culture class when i was in college and i just me being me some of the books that we got to actually read through and discuss that spoke about you know the cultural aspect um Shin Chan is one of those characters that Japan uses in teaching guides. So to be reading a book about culture and Shin Chan being such a huge part of what we were reading and discussing and talking about, I was laughing my ass off. And it wasn't until, you know, the end of class when my teacher pulled me aside and he's like, you know, Shin Chan. And I said, yes. I said, you know, I'm taking this class because, you know, I'm into anime and I'm into the games and I'm into the Japanese culture. So he was actually really excited because, you know, I, I knew what was going on in what we were actually discussing and we actually had conversations about Shin-chan. Um, he actually is from Japan and his family knows, like, it's like his aunt on his father's side, like his aunt on his mother's side or something like that. But his he's actually, his family is involved in Shin-chan. Nice. So we actually got to have conversation about, you know, things that were going on. And he was really excited just to have somebody in the States that knew what, you know, knew what this thing was and could relate to this thing. Uh, so, I mean, that it made that class a lot of fun, actually. And basically, for those of you who still try to figure out Shin-chan, Shin-chan is basically the Japanese Bart Simpson. That's yes. plainest... Easiest way I can you can I, I, no uh, I yeah, I would yeah. highly I would highly yeah. compare it to Simpsons and mm -hmm. that how yeah. like the Simpsons is a very much a reflection on the American family like it that's what it started up as was like the ideal American family or like a comical version of the mm -hmm. of the ideal family or whatever as the societal phenomenon it was and the Simpsons are still used in certain contexts to demonstrate things like mostly predictive history because that's a thing. But it is that same vein of Shin-Chan and, and The Simpsons. All right. And now we're down to our last article. Some, some cute and adorableness. Something that's right up uh, Ichigo's alley. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you like being a cat, Bushin, uh, I know I've been feeling that mood heavily. The last few months, uh, sleep all day, stay up all night, do the zoomies, make a lot of noise for no damn reason, and then go to bed again. Uh, Hatsune Miku is releasing an adorable collaboration visual with Pusheen. Uh, digital content distribution and merchandise rollout are planned for 2021. Uh, so Krypton Future Media announced a collaboration project between its internationally popular virtual singer Hatsune Miku and its popular American character, Pusheen today on February 19th, so a few days ago, and released a collaboration illustration featuring the two characters for the first time. 
uh, for those who are listening at our channel here on twitch.tv slash anime jam session. It is basically an image visual of Hatsune Miku dressed up in a pink maid outfit with Pusheen on a platter, a silver platter in her hand holding a donut and in her other hand a platter with a lovely parfait style ice cream on it. This is the second phase of Miku World Collab, a project to promote collaboration between Hatsune Miku and the popular overseas IP. The character has been featured in its first phase, revealed last month to Sukoboro Ugoku Usagi, or Overaction Rabbit, a line stamp character that has been popular in Japan and South Korea. Pusheen is a cat character created by Claire Belton and Andrew Duff in the US in 2010 and increased its name in recognition in 2013 when it began distributing stamps for use on Facebook. Pusheen's character book, released in the same year, has been published more than 12 languages and has gained worldwide popularity through a wide range of digital content and merchandise. The adorable Miku and Pusheen collaboration illustration is drawn by Japanese illustrator Choke, or Choke, and another illustration by the Pusheen team will also be released at a later date. Digital content distribution and merchandise rollout will be planned for this year. The worldwide um, installment, uh, it has a lot of images and different things like that. Um, you can check out Krypton Media's website or Hatsune Miku or Pushin's Instagrams and other media and social media profiles for more information. It just looks really cute and adorable, and I like Sakura Miku, so the color scheme for this one is right up my alley. And she looks so precious. She looks so cute. And yeah, Pusheen I can't wait adorable. until the um, Pusheen centric uh pictures start coming out because i am a fan of pusheen so i can't wait to see pusheen actually dressed up as miku because yeah, you know that's gonna happen that would be mm. adorable. Say, yeah we're gonna see her <laughs> little see kitty wig dressed up as uh, miku <laughs> in that outfit too and now... i would not be surprised <laughs> if it's in the same outfit uh, you know I mean, the, the whole thing is with Miku and everything that goes on um, there, you know, Miko is Miku, but Miku has friends. So the fact that Pusheen is Pusheen and Pusheen has friends, I, I am really hoping that, you know, it's more of a full collaboration. Let the massive crossover begin. I know. I yeah. was like. Watch them become the Vocaloid, the Pusheen characters as the Vocaloid characters dressed up as Sailor Moon characters. I expect fan art to come shortly. And Pusheen's birthday was the 18th, so just to let you know. Okay. And then we got that out the way. It's now time for the part of the show that you all really enjoy, Meanwhile in Japan, you know, or... How badly can Maku-chan crack the, the skulls of the hosts of the show? It's not that bad. No, this one isn't that bad. So there's three stories. So I'm stepping out. So y'all y'all can just decide what y'all want. I'll take the second one, I guess. Okay, then I guess that means I'm the first one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a design company is actually going to be holding socially distanced night saunas. Uh, will only be a maximum of 84 people, and it's only going to last for a weekend. So, design company Naked Ink will have uh, th their thing is they're going to have a small swanky sauna session 
um, with three friends in an isolated tent with a quote-unquote drive-through system intended to stop you from sharing space with any other campers. The event they propose has already been tried in Nagoya and Tokyo, and for this third venture, the team is intending to highlight the beauty of Tokyo Tower. So the event will be held over a single weekend starting on March 12th and ending March 14th. The participants are limited to an individual tent that seats four people at maximum, wherein they can then visit a partitioned sauna tent containing the titular steamy spa features. The event will make use of Russian-crafted Moors spa tents, which allow for adjustable temperatures and come equipped with a ceiling window to ensure anyone inside can still see the view of the night sky. Um, the event is limited to a maximum of seven groups only, making it an incredibly exclusive experience. To that end, tickets are sold by entering into a lottery, which obviously something like this, I'm not surprised. Mm. So those who win will end up paying about $188 to rent their tent during the event. Uh, this event will run from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And while it might seem a little pricey, um, it is a limited time event to quote unquote chill and therefore relax as the tagline declares. We're sure there'll be plenty of people willing to cough up the cash. Um, in case you are one of the lucky uh, potential participants, you have to remember to bring a mask and remain with your party as per the rules to prevent COVID transmission. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see if this works. I know that there are a lot of restaurants now that are doing these kind of uh, individual stylized tents where you can go in and have your meal and then they go in behind you and completely disinfect the room. And, you know, then you don't have to worry about being indoors or anything about that. So I, I think the concept is really cool. These tents are really, really awesome. Um, these are similar to some of the tents that they use in Iceland. So um, they they do allow for the viewing window. And I know the ones in Iceland are used so that you can actually be able to relax and see the um, aurora. So I, I think this will be actually really cool. Mm. Um, and hopefully something like this will expand. Um, I mean, hopefully it won't be necessary anymore. But even after the fact, it would be nice to have something like this set up just for, you know, just for the, the feel and the uniqueness of the event. If it works, it works. I think, I think they can make it work, though. interesting idea <sighs> okay the next one's mine then mm -hmm. the leader of a political party that refused to pay the NHK ordered to pay the NHK <laughs> one of the most well known politicians in Japan is Takashi Tachibana though it's admittedly pretty barren landscape these days 
touchy upon a personal incident about a decade ago with an energetic campaign as ahead of the, the refusal to pay NHK reception fee party, which soon after rebranded as the Protect the Nation from NHK Party, or NKOKU for short. As highly descriptive party names, just his main platform is to end the aggressive fee-collecting ways of the NHK. While educating people on the best tactics to avoid signing subscriptions, Tachibana gradually amassed a large following which grew to a handful of local and national electoral votes and victories in recent years. However, his opponent's appointment to the National Diet's House of Counselors that landed him in his current predicament. While Diet member, well, he signed a subscription contract from his TV office that lasted from August to September 2019. He has since disputed the need to pay the 4,500 yen, which is about $43. Not because he didn't know, because he felt it should be offset by other legal costs from a separate dispute between him and the NHK. <laughs> Judge Hiroshi Oshima of the Tokyo District Court disagreed and on the February 17th ordered that he pay the full amount to the NHK directly. And he said he would appeal. <clears throat> and now after following the decision, Tachibana tweeted his intention to run for governor of Chiba Prefecture under a whole new party banner. Which the translated tweet says, I'll call the par- create a party called the Party to Crush NHK and Judge Hiroshi Oshima. Wow. This guy's petty. Very. And uh, some of the comments by other netizens were like, looks like the NHK crushed him. If he doesn't win his appeal, he'll have to probably change his name again. Wouldn't it just be easier to pay the 4,000 yen? It's stupid, but entertaining. He's going to run for governor of Chiba over 4,000 yen. Like, hurry up and crush NHK already. <laughs> I just picture, like, someone in the back, you know, just barely audible screaming that once everyone else has just gone dead silent. <laughs> but, hey, he, he's sticking to his guns. Yeah, and people yeah, have run stay, for yeah, office stay, for less. Yeah, say what you believe in, you know. Yeah, stand up for what you believe in. And and while like the netizen said it would be like easier to just pay the four thousand dollars and dealing with it. Principles. Yeah. It's principles and it's honestly the the story behind the thing, the reasoning behind the thing, because we've talked about the NHK before and how predatory they are, like even sending like mob mob bosses and mafia people to people's houses to collect money to pay for viewing a TV channel that they may or may not have on their television. Like this this political party is not just like a political party like where it's the different parties and they run against each other blah 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 it's literally that he's trying to stand up against a big bully that has been basically the main party of a country for for decades so anywho our last story of the night, and I need to put my light back on. And what's interesting about this story, we actually covered this in Strange News from Japan three years ago. We covered the original story that launched the lawsuit in regards to us back in 2017, episode 334, if you want to look it up and take a listen. Yeah, and I think it was either me or Mako that read the story leading up to this one um, when it came to the way that these schools 
kind of enforce uniformity to, you know, lessen distraction or whatever mm-hmm. they want to call it and, and use it for discipline and stuff within their own school situation. But, uh, the, the poor, this poor 21 year old and what she had to go through, man, uh, brown haired girl sues Japanese school for telling her to dye her hair black court makes decision the four-year lawsuit ended with a win for the former student, but not the one she was hoping for. Ostensibly, school dress codes are supposed to be about eliminating distractions, and so it's common for Japanese schools to prohibit students from dyeing their hair. However, problems can occur if the schools rigidly assume that no one dyeing their hair will always result in everyone having the same color. Though the vast majority of ethically, or ethnically, sorry, mm-hmm ethnically Japanese people who make up the vast majority of students at schools in Japan have naturally black hair some Japanese people's hair instead is dark brown though this can lead to situations where a school tells a brown haired student that they have to dye their hair black often predictably by their not believing that the student's natural hair color is brown and that they're trying to get away with dyeing it you know because there's not a sun or anything that would change the pigment of your hair over time. And anyway, that was the case for a teen attending Kaifuken Prefectural High School in the town Habikino, Osaka Prefecture. The girl enrolled in 2015 and was repeatedly told that she had to dye her hair, her brown hair black. And the girl insisted that brown was her natural hair color, but the school says that three different teachers examined the roots of the girl's hair and found them to be black. Which is what they took as proof that she was dyeing her hair. Mm. At least they weren't checking the color of her bra like some schools have done. And on a side note, one of my friends is a teacher in Japan. She has to do the hair check next week. Yeah. Eventually, the girl who is now 21 years old claims she was told, if you're not going to dye your hair black, i.e. back to black in the school's opinion then there's no need for you to come to school. That makes sense. Feeling pressured and distressed, the girl did indeed stop attending classes, and the school then was petty as fuck and removed her name from class seating charts and student rosters. But instead of seeing the school's administrations on administrators on campus, the woman decided to see them in court and in 2017 filed a lawsuit over the incident asking for 2.2 million yen or 21,250 US dollars in compensation. On Tuesday, an Osaka district court handed down its ruling, finding neither side to be completely in the right. Presiding judge Noriko Yokota recognized the validity of the school to set and enforce rules relating to coloring hair, saying such rules have been established as having a reasonable and legitimate educational purpose, and so maintaining student discipline is within the discretion of the school. Yokota also declared it cannot be said that the school was forcing the girl to dye her hair black, seemingly taking the school's word that the girl's roots were black and that the administrators were the only requiring her to return to her natural hair color. However, the school isn't getting off completely free. The court also ruled that the administrator's actions after the girl had stopped coming to class, such as removing her name from the roster and removing her desk from the classroom, were unacceptable. Wow, finally using your brain. Mm. And has ordered the Osaka prefecture to pay the damages of 
330,000 yen, sorry, or roughly $3,190 to the woman. The amount is far less than she had been seeking, and the lack of any legal condemnation for the school insisting that her hair should be black is likely to leave the plaintiff left mm, plaintiff less than satisfied. And I agree. And her lawyer expressed disappointment that the court took at face value the teacher's assertion that the girl's roots and natural hair color were black. This was likely a critical point of contention as certain educational organizations such as the Tokyo Board of Education now have policies against pressuring students and naturally non-black hair to dye it black. Meanwhile, Kaifuken says it has no plans to appeal the decision and attempts to avoid sanctions entirely, and the school admits that it could make greater efforts to earn the understanding of students and their guardians regarding school rules. We have not changed our standards of having students who dyed their hair to return it to black, but this case has been a learning experience, and we will be giving greater thought to how better guide our students. I would hope so. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. I understand why Japan is doing this for uniformity, obedience, and all that good, and all that stuff. I, I get that. I mean, here in the states, several there are various schools where you have to wear a uniform, but that's it. Over time, you know that uniform slightly adjusted to where you don't have to wear a full shirt and tie. You can wear a polo shirt and slacks. You know, your hair has to be a particular way, which is no different from most schools in general. But that's it. There's nothing else. I mean, the fact that in a Japanese school, you got to make, you have to wear not just a uniform. The panties have to be a particular color or style. The bra. That's too much. That's an invasion of yeah. privacy. Have I mean, fun trying to not, verify that information. You, to me, you, you ain't just, like, you can't justify uniforms. that with me. Uniform seppuku have been a traditional practice in Japanese culture for years, yes. decades, whatever, mm -hmm. for, at this point. The problem is that they have been such a homogenized culture for so long, and they have in, like instilled racism. I know that we're very shiny, happy people dancing. We love Japanese culture and all mm -hmm. this other stuff, but we can't be blind to the fact that they were a very homogenized and racist culture until they opened up to the actual rest of the world. And they still have problems with racism within their own country. There are people that have Eurocentric roots that have parents that are Japanese or they're half Japanese or they were born in Japan and they're considered Japanese citizens. But people are so racist against them because they don't look Japanese. And that is still a constant problem today. Like, it drives me insane. Anyway, I... Yeah. I, I can't understand certain things you you have an anime and in this you know in, in the various anime that are out there 90 percent of the time everybody has a different hair color yep some yeah. of them not natural but then it comes to real life and people get pissed off when it's anything but black yeah shonen protagonist hair that, that that's all it needs to be said mm. <laughs> It's anime, because anime is like cartoon culture. Yeah, and it's not real, so it's okay. Yeah, it's not real, so it's okay. And even then, like, you know how they regulate cosplay, how much they regulate weird culture, mm -hmm. and they subjugate it to be in safe areas, like Harajuku or Shinjuku. Or, like, there are, there are spaces where you can exercise this, but only on certain days. Like, back in the 90s, how Sunday was the day for these punk kids, these alternative oh, yeah. kids to dress mm -hmm. up. 
now that's not how it is pretty much at all because tourism has basically run those kids out of their safe spaces. So it's just like internalized racism and internalized homogenization that, that wants to kill out any idea of creativity or difference. And that is part of Japanese culture just as much as animation. Mm. So that's where I want to cut it off. Yeah. And I think at that point, I, I, I think we're done because we can go on a tangent about this and quote unquote be here all night, but I'm not trying yeah. to be here all night. <sighs> I, I will say this, though. Yeah. Given their culture and given how, I guess, negatively they look at people that don't match up to that there are there is albinoism in people and it doesn't you know it's not just a specific race that has that it makes me wonder if that is treated more negatively or if they revere them Mm. to me i would see it as um more negatively um Chronically ill, invisible disability, disability is considered as a, like a taboo. Like you just don't talk about it. You hide those people away. Um, Because I can especially attest to this when we were traveling through Japan, access to elevators, access to stairs or escalators or anything like that was hard to nearly impossible. If I were by myself, it would have been literally impossible because of my body. I am chronically ill and therefore it's a problem. And the fact that I've watched multiple vloggers and and uh, content creators that have disabilities or invisible illnesses that lived in Japan for a certain amount of time leave and go to their home countries because they legitimately don't have doctors that believe in chronic illnesses or treat them, especially for foreigners. So to me, it would be that they would disregard them and consider them basically invalids. Mm. Um, unless those people were, uh, you know a part of a specific society or if they were part of maybe an indigenous culture in Japan where they venerated certain genetic dispositions. But at the end of the day, I, the, the, the ideal, I guess, person in Japan is someone who is, you know, smart and produces and says nothing against authority. And at the end of the day, they go home and they continue that cycle. So it is a very, People that are disposable so society, and it sucks. America's the same way. Europe's the same way, and it sucks. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I want to end before I get sad. No, it's it's all good. Don't even worry about it. It's all good. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up and get up on out of here. So if you like the show. Tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters, independent bloggers. We do this for the fun of it. So, you know. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will find our weekly podcasts, anime reviews, cosplayer interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, links to our Facebook page of convention coverage, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, anime reviews, editorials, 
and then some. That's all at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like our podcast tonight, definitely check out our previous episodes, which is available on any platform that you use for finding podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, all of it. Just do a search for Anime Jam Session. You'll find over 480 episodes. Some good, some bad. You know, we've had fun times doing this, so you know. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages at you on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So if you definitely want to see our convention coverage, definitely check out Facebook.com and Twitter and YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session, where you'll find cosplay photos, uh, convention videos, masquerades, all that cool stuff. And Twitter when we're going live, articles that are going up, and other cool stuff. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Don't forget to support our tip jar down down below. Uh, stream lab, we have a link to our stream labs, our Ko-Fi, and other cool things. Um, drop us bits. We appreciate that. Any funds that come into the show go directly into keeping the hardware going for the show for the show for all of us here. So that's how we do. So now we're gonna go around the room for last words. Last words, Ari. Uh, uh, to, uh, circle back to what I was talking about earlier. Boom! Tetris for Rockefeller! Hey! Last words, Mako-chan! Uh, I need sleep. We all do. Last words, Ichigo! I'm gonna go peel off my face and then maybe jump into bed, or I'm gonna start sewing and drive myself to madness. Well, if you start sewing, <laughs> ping me. I might just keep you company while I'm playing Soccer Wars. Uh, okay. My last, my last words is, I think I'm gonna play some Soccer Wars. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, more fun, more hijinks, and more calamity. So, that's it. So, yeah. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. We're out. See you next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!